This is Sean Simons, also known as PPG Grandpa. Welcome to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com, which you can watch live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. I hope I said that right. And of course, if you want to listen to us and not watch our, our pretty mugs, you can go to paratalk.org and listen to all of our shows. We're in season three. This is episode 105. My goodness, welcome everybody. I'm so glad everyone is here. Who else do we have in here? PPG, the other Nick, welcome. Glad that you're here. John Wayne, he's one of our channel supporters. Thank you very much, John Wayne, for helping us out. Mad Slopers in the house. Uh, Shane uh, Wyman's here. I think that uh, Shane's going to be on our show on the 31st. Aaron I, the PPG guy, will fly. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. Uh, let me go ahead and interview uh, or, or introduce our panel members real quick, and then we're going to get to our Paramotor Steve guest. So stand by, Mr. Paramotor Steve. We got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. What's up, buddy? Glad that you made it here tonight. Yeah, it's good to be here, Sean. And you're right. We look so much nicer on, on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we look pretty on this podcast, but our voice is delicious, too. So if you're listening to us, you know, we're great. We're great. Well, Will Fly, you, you put out some really good content. Uh, you make some really good videos. Where can we find that information or where can we find you? Oh, thanks for that, Sean. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube uh, under Will Fly or... Uh, just check out willflyppg.com. Willflyppg.com. Awesome. Glad you're here, buddy. We also got Eric Lear from ppglear.com. He also runs a show, a paramotor show, every Tuesday night um, at, at 7 p.m. East uh, Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, called the what show? It is Tuesday Night Hangout. And... Uh... Hey, congratulations on 105 shows. That's pretty awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. But uh, yeah, no, good to be here on a Monday night. Absolutely. And uh, how do we get to your show and what's going on tomorrow? So it's ppglear.com, L-E-A-R. And tomorrow we are going to be dis discussing some new products um, that's coming up and uh, in the PPG community. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be a good show. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. And you also have your beautiful, lovely wife that does a all women's podcast. Uh, give her a shout out real quick and how we can find her on Wednesday. Yeah, you can go to paramotorgirl.com and her show is Girls Just Want to Fly. This week, she is having a girl that was actually uh, trained by Super Dell. Um, it is a good show that we've talked to her, a good show that that comes on i think a lot of people will be surprised uh about her and her training so something to really really look out for this is going to be a good show i cannot wait and uh last week we had an astronaut on our show yep yep last week there was an astronaut from uh spacex and that was a good show she's getting a lot of good uh good women on there to uh keep the females in the aviation community together Absolutely. So make sure you go over to paramotorgirl.com, hit subscribe, hit that bell notification, go over to PPG Lear, L-E-A-R, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Uh, awesome. And we also got our paramomusa.com, our Linda Anderson, our cheerleader. Let's see the cheerleader, the pom-poms. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, my chatters. I love y'all. Thanks for joining us tonight. It's going to be a great show. We got an awesome, awesome guest tonight. Paramotor Steve is in the house. 
Woo-hoo. Monday night, the only place to be, like right here, if you know what I'm saying. Right here, right now. And if somebody That's wants right. to be on our show, they get up with you by going over to ParamimeUSA.com. It forwards over to your Facebook page, Linda Anderson. And all you have to do is say, hey, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, Clear Prop TV, Paratalk.org, and she will book you on the show. But we're booked up for the rest of the month. So she's been doing her job. Uh, extra, you get an extra, um, extra bonus uh, on your paycheck next time that we pay you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much okay. for being on the show. <laughs> much love, much love. But tonight is not about us and it's not about the panel. It's about Paramotor Steve. Uh, not only does he fly, but he, he may seem like he's uh, a, a, a star because he is on the Weather Channel. Yes, you probably <laughs> seen him on the Weather Channel. Uh, Paramotor Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into PPG, and of course, um, I think we might even ask you some weather questions in the future. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I like to call myself the other PPG grandpa. Um, you know, I, um, you know, I've, I've, I've certainly enjoyed. Uh, watching uh, your stuff, Sean, and uh, uh, grateful for the opportunity to, to be here, talk with you, and talk with all of the fine folks uh, on the old computer. But um, yeah, so uh, you know, my introduction into uh, paramotoring was probably similar to most folks. Uh, you know, it, it started uh, about three birthdays ago, um, I, I've always had a strong interest in aviation, um, but my bank account didn't really allow for that, uh, didn't have a whole lot of money for an airplane. Um, but uh, three birthdays ago, I did a YouTube or a uh, Google search for how much does an airplane really cost? And uh I, I found out that it was still above my pay grade, and but I stumbled upon other little aviation things, and one of them was paramotor, and uh, I started doing YouTube, you know, searches for paramotor, and you know, the first thing I thought seeing it was one that's still probably too expensive, and that's probably crazy and unsafe, and um, but I watched another video. And I thought a little less that it was crazy and unsafe and a little more that it was affordable. And, you know, that night I was watching, I, I must have watched 10 videos and uh, kind of became hooked right there. It wasn't even a question of, yeah, I'll look into it. It was more like, no, I'm getting one and I'm, I'm pulling the trigger on this. I've like I mentioned, I've had a love for aviation. Uh, about 14 years ago, I did my very first uh, tandem hang gliding um, adventure, and that blew my mind. It was insane. I, I loved it. Um, you know, I had a friend who owned an airplane back in the 90s who he took me on a flight from one airport, you know, small airport to another, and uh, I was in love with that. I had done a hot air balloon ride once. That uh, everything I have ever done with aviation, including, uh, you know, being a passenger in an airplane, 
every single flight in an airplane, I have always had a window seat. It was, that's just the way it was going to be. Um, so I've always had this insane love for uh, anything that would get me in the air. And uh, so, you know, when it finally came time to say, hey, you know, I got to get me a paramotor. I got to, however I need to do this, I'm going to do this. And, um, you know, I just, I started right away and, and uh, you know, found my training, got going. Uh, it took a while to train uh, because I was not training locally and that, that made it hard. It, it, it took a while, but I finally was able to get on the, uh, get off the ground uh Two, nove two Novembers ago, so it's a little over two years now, and um, I, I don't get to fly as often as I like, but I absolutely fly as often as I can, so um, it's just a, it, it's a great sport, and you all are here because you feel the same way I do, and so, um, you know, what more, I, I don't have to convince any of y'all, y'all know, so. Well, uh, flying is amazing. And I know what you mean about jumping on anything like an airplane. The best part of an airplane is takeoff when you're sitting in the seat and he and he guns it, he lets go of the uh, the brake and you just feel that G force. You look out the window. It's like, yes, I'm flying. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I love it, too. Um, you are a grandfather of five. That is so yes. awesome. That's why you are like the other PPG grandpa, right? <laughs> well, how's your gray hair? You have a, uh, how's your gray hair? Well, believe it or not, uh, it's not so gray. Um, my, my beard is, so I have to, <laughs> so I look a little bit younger, but yes, um, I understand. And, and grandkids are awesome, especially when they, you know, want to go fly with you or something like that. Um, you work at the weather channel. So yes. yeah. really quick questions about the weather. <clears throat> when you first got into paramotoring, um, one of the things that we need to learn is the micrometeorology, you know, our, our airspace immediately right around here, the different levels of, of wind and air. Uh, when you got into paramotoring with you already being, you know, in the, in the, the field of weather, did you have any problems as far as, you know, going from, you know, seeing everything on the weather channel, you know, the, uh, the whole United States and just going down to the micrometeorology or is it a little bit more, uh, in depth or how, how'd that work out for you? Uh, well, um, you know, to be honest with you, my, my work at the weather channel is, uh, less about meteorology and more about the mechanics of television. So more of the video production um, and some of those behind the scenes, non-meteorology things. Uh, but, you know, I've had, um, you know, I've always, I've always been intrigued by weather. And when the opportunity came to, to work at the Weather Channel, I was, uh, I was thrilled to get that opportunity and, uh, and still am. I mean, it's a great place to work. It's a great station. And, um, you know, it, it transfers well into my love of paramotoring because, you know, uh, the things that I have picked up uh, have definitely uh, made me a better paramotor pilot. Um, you know, just, you know, even if I'm, you know, I'm doing my job, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of listening in one ear to what they're, what they're saying on, on air. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's why that does this. 
because of the other thing. And so, um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kyle O'Glee. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about his channel is his insane amount of uh, weather related information. Uh, you know, he'll, he can talk about the clouds and um, I'm like, oh, okay, I gotcha. You know, and, and the different winds and, 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 and just, I mean, he's probably forgotten more than I, I know. So, um, you know, as, as a paramotor, uh, person, um, you know, I, I, I think we should all have goals. And one of my goals is to, uh, be more knowledgeable about weather and how it relates to, you know, what we do as a, as a hobby and a love. Absolutely. You guys, I put his YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter links into the chat. So if you would go there and hit that subscribe notification, the subscribe button, that that bell notification and likes and loves and all that stuff, uh, he would definitely appreciate it. We also got some questions in the chat. So let me scroll down here real quick and uh, shout out some people. Think Greek is here. We'll fly to meet Deweese Milstead. Uh, Brian Waller's in the house also, Mad Sloper, and we have the, let's see, let me see if I can find it, uh, Paramotor Girls in the house also, where is that, I just saw it, um, what, okay, here it is, from Mark McElroy from paralifeppg.com, but before I ask his question, if you guys haven't been over to paralifeppg.com, you definitely need to. Uh, I, matter of fact, I got one of his shirts, it's the one of the best shirts, even though I have my own merch store. I am shouting him out because, wow, great stuff, uh, Mark McElroy. Anyways, he asked, what brand of paramotor and wing does, uh, does Steve fly? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm still on my first. Um, and uh, I, I do the Adventure Primus. Uh, I know the Pluma, I think, is a little more popular. Uh, I, I, I went for the Primus, which I think is... It's, I think it's a little heavier. Uh, I think the there's less carbon fiber, um, but it's still a good it's still a good um, paramotor. It's a good unit. The most are 185. You can't go wrong with that. It's uh, it, it's strong enough to to pick me up. So you know it can't be all bad. Um, so that's great. Uh, I fly with the uh, Flex One, with a, which I think is a uh, an adventure wing, and um, I believe it's a A slash B wing. Uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to progressing on to on to the next wing, and um, you know maybe my question for the group would be what would be a good next wing that uh, that I could look into because I definitely want to kind of uh, progress and get a little more spicy in my flying. Hey, Steve, I, I have a question for you. Do you fly on the, uh, do you fly with the group on the north side of Atlanta? Yeah, good question. We have two, um, two distinct groups. Really, we have several, but it, it, it's, it's broken down into north and south. I've flown a couple times in, in the south with the south folks, um, but mostly with the north. I'm in northwest Atlanta area, so um, that's kind of where I'm most of my flying is uh, Atlanta. If you're not familiar with Atlanta, it is a large metro area. And to get from one part of Atlanta, one end to the other, 
uh, can take a good hour and a half. And um, yeah. so it, it's it's quite a ways. Um, so Okay, because the guy that asked that question, he actually lives in the south part of Atlanta. He flies up to South Guys. Yeah, yeah, we've we've uh, we've chatted a little bit on on YouTube, and I've seen several of his videos, and uh, and uh, I really enjoy uh, watching his stuff. Um, but we haven't had the chance to fly together. Now, to be honest, is the South Group um, better or worse flyers than the North Group? <laughs> you can tell the truth here. Are you trying we're to get me in trouble? trouble. <laughs> yeah, we're not recording. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, and nobody's watching, right? Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, every, uh, you know, I've been blessed that, you know, I haven't found a, a bad paramotor pilot yet, at least in, in my mind, I, I've, I've, I've seen a few cranky folks, but, um, for the most part, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're all helpful. We're all trying to be good ambassadors for the sport, even for, you know, our fellow flyers. So, um, you know, but. You know, I, I think uh, I, I'd love to meet Mark. I'd love to meet you sometime, um, you know, so uh, but, yeah, we got great, great folks in Atlanta. And, you know, we're we're growing, too, which is you know, which is fantastic. You know, the more people that can fly, uh, you know, the more people to fly with. It's a good thing. All right. Yeah. It sounds like that you beat around the bush saying that the North group is better than the South and that's okay. That's perfect. That's fine. Of course, Nobody yeah. watches this show. So, I mean, that won't get out anywhere. Um, <laughs> you plan on going to any fly-ins this year? I would love to do bad apples this year. Um, ah, good. good. Yes. Oh. Now my first year flying, I felt I was a little, you know, I was too green to, to, to get out there. Um, but I do want to say, you know, in hindsight, I should have gone just to hang out because, you know, I heard that's the, the, the really more fun than actually flying is hanging out and getting to know some of some of the fine paramotor folks. And um, so I should have gone on the first flight or on the first year that I was flying last year. Um, I had a OK, I, you know, I work at the Weather Channel. I also uh, I also shoot weddings, so uh, you know, little shameless plug. If if you know if you know anybody getting married, you know, give me a give me a look up. I'd be happy to shoot your wedding. Um, but I, I had a wedding uh, the uh, last year, so I could not I could not attend last year. This year it's uh, mid May, right? I think, um, and yeah, I am it's May thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. There you go. I am. Uh, I'm going to block that out. So there are no weddings that I'll be shooting. And I uh, am very much looking forward to attending. The um, bad apples, as far as that goes, try to plan on going a little bit beforehand. And the reason I say that is because that's when you can really fly and enjoy the sights, go around and see things. You can, because during the fly-in, it does get busy. They have a phenomenal way of, of traffic control there. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to worry about that, but it does get a little crowded in the sky. So yeah. if you go there early and like Jade and I, we will, we will take two weeks and we travel down there and it, you're right. It takes us a <clears> week <throat> to get just through Atlanta. That's why we take so much time off. And then once we get there, we can enjoy flying around for the first few days and then the event starts 
and we don't fly much. We'll fly maybe, you know, one time a day or whatever, but then, you know, when the event ends, we leave and we come home, but uh, plan on trying to get there a little bit early. Plus that'll also give you a really good camping spot. True. True. I, yeah. And I understand last year's was the most uh, populated uh, you know, fly in ever, which, which blows my mind that it is so close to Atlanta and something so amazing is, is so close. So um, I definitely want to take advantage of that this year. Yeah. I think they would, they have like 326 registered pilots or something like that. It was pretty yeah, awesome. I think that's about what it was. Yeah. 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 Insane. You know, and the best part of it is not the flying. The best part of it is hanging out and all the camaraderie with the other pilots. And also giving all the guys that fly on the south side of Atlanta, just giving them heck. <laughs> well, it's shorter distance for them. So, you know. Oh, exactly. <laughs> we had a question that asked, uh, how long have you been flying? It was uh, uh, two years and I guess a couple months now. So, um, you know, I, I still, I mean, we're all learning, you know, even, even very skilled, very qualified folks are, you know, you're still learning something and, uh, you know, so I'm still learning, but, uh, you know, I'm having a, having a ball doing it. So. Yeah. Mad Sloper asked that question. How long you been flying? Um, <clears throat> a shout out to Bill H Mad Sloper, um, Kelby Cox. <laughs> we got a lot of people in the chat. Just keep the uh, questions coming. We definitely appreciate y'all in here. If you have any questions, uh, go ahead and let us know any questions, uh, for Paramotor Steve from our panel. I have, I have a couple. Um, so are you, are you, um, you've been flying now for two, three years? Yeah, two years and a couple months. Okay. Do you keep track of any of your flights, like how many flights you're on or your hours or anything like that? You know, I'm a, I'm a good German guy. I mean, with a last name of Schumacher, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm very meticulous about a lot of things. But somewhere along the way, I lost track of my flight count, and it 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 it, it bothers me that I don't know the exact flight. Um, I think I can piece it together, um, you know, I, because I keep all my videos. Um, so I I have to kind of do a little research and, and do a little fact finding to to figure that out. Um, uh, but I, oh, I do, I do have Skyfly High that has a logbook. Yeah, but uh, I didn't start that from the beginning. So, um, yeah, I, I do use Skyfly High, which is a, an amazing app. And um, uh, but I was I did not start that right away. OK, did you, did you do training? Um, did you have somebody train you? Are you self-trained? Yeah, definitely not self-trained. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I learned early in all my paramotor research that uh, self-training is not something you want to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, and, and it all comes down to that phrase, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, so I did, I did get training. It was in Alabama, um, which, like I said before, that's one of the reasons it took a while to get trained was because, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to, I, I had to squeeze it in when the weather was good, when I was off from work, when I didn't have other obligations. So, um, so it took a while to get trained, uh, but I did, I did, uh, I did 
pay for training and it was it was worth it good deal what about uh, anybody in the family interested in training or do you ever plan on uh going for your um exemption to fly tandem with your family or anything like that yes yeah, it's a, a great question and um yes uh well no and yes um as far as as far as family members who are interested i i would absolutely love it if my wife was um she is not a flying kind of person so um she is perfectly fine with me going out there and uh and having fun in the sky but it's not something that i don't think she would want to uh tandem with me uh now my oldest grandson on the other hand he if if i told him hey i could take you up tomorrow he'd be like let's go uh, he is uh, he's nine years old and uh i mean he he's you know he's been with me and in my corner regarding paramotoring since i first told him about it and that i wanted to do it and uh so he was with me before i even you know got my paramotor and uh you know so i i talked to him about it we we did you know we had he has come to the field you know a couple of times and, and we watched other people take off and uh and land and he i mean and he he loves uh he loves science uh and you know and there's some science in in paramotoring and uh he he really he's a smart kid his name is matthew and uh um i i would love to uh you know to be able to do tandem to to be certified to do that i'd like to to get to that point um you know i haven't talked to my brother about it he lives in you know the other side of the country but I I'm fairly certain if I said, hey, I'm, I'm certified to do tandem flights, he would, he would certainly want to do that. Um, probably several, uh, uh, several folks on my, on my wife's side of the family who would love to, uh, to go with me. So uh, yeah, I would definitely love to, to have that ability and uh, that legal ability as well to, uh, to, to fly with people. I hear that's one of the best things a paramotor pilot can do is share with uh, somebody they love uh, and being right there behind them uh, when they're experiencing this insane thing called flight. Right. Well, I think uh, if you took your wife up, maybe she would be interested in learning and there's nothing better than being able to fly with your wife. I'm, I, I'm lucky. I get to do that every time I go fly. That, you know, hey, maybe I can slip her, a, you know, a happy fun pill or something and then she'll go. <laughs> I kind of want to get back to your wing. There was a question from Mark uh, McElroy. He was asking about your wing. Have you tied in your 2D steering yet? No, I have not. I have not. Um, what uh, is that something that uh, in, involved? Like, I, I don't even know the, the process involved in that. So the, the best thing is, is look in the manual of the wing and make sure that they are okay with doing that. And then a lot of times you can go back to your instructor and say, Hey, I would like to, you know, do this and, um, they will help you tie it in properly. Um, that way it makes the wing a little spicier. Um, and it's more like taking the, the old Bodie car and turning it into a something that's going to drive like it's on rails. It, it does, it does lighten up that wing a little bit, make it a little more fun. Um, okay. But there is ways to definitely do it without going to an instructor, but just for 
good safety reasons, you should have somebody that knows exactly what they're doing, help you tie that in. But that would help you kind of get to that next step and making that wing a little spicier. Yeah. And a little more fun to, to, to run with. So. And, and another way of another way of doing that too is when you're holding on to your brakes, you know, grab the tip steerings so you have the tip steerings with your brake at the same time. You can kind of feel what it feels like yep. um, before it's tied in. Uh, we also had a couple of people that have some more questions for you. There are lots of questions for you. Uh, first off, uh, Hot Brothers uh, Productions um, shouted you out. Uh, we got um, uh, Mark McElroy that asked about that 2D steering. Um, Brian Waller asked, what river is in your background? Uh, this one, uh, this one, yes. This is the Tennessee River. And um, it is, uh, and this shot was actually my last paramotor flight. Um, and that is over the beautiful Chattanooga area. And um, I, uh, I spent several years growing up in the Chattanooga area and absolutely loved the, the whole town. Um, and, you know, Atlanta being really the Chattanooga area is about an hour and a half from, from my front door. And so clearly most of my flying has been right there in the Chattanooga area. But, uh, I, you know, I told myself as soon as the opportunity arises, I am going to uh, go flying up in Chattanooga. And, um, you know, one of the things I've done uh you know, before I took this flight was, you know, I, you know, I researched, you know, LZs that were, you know, uh, big enough and, uh, you know, where along the way uh, to this path I was going to take, you know, how, uh, how many uh, emergency bailouts there were going to be and the spacing of them. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I really, really did a lot of research before taking that flight, especially with Class C airspace from the ground being not very far away. And, uh, you know, the, the Class C in Chattanooga is that inverted wedding cake thing. And so, um, you know, I had to make sure I wasn't flying too high either. So, um, you know, that, that Chattanooga flight was, was an amazing flight. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the other great thing about flying that close to a downtown area was, I mean, I've, I've only ever flown, um, I've only ever flown, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And so to fly, you know, that close to, you know, a downtown area legally, uh, you know, was, was outstanding. I, I, uh, absolutely love that. I'm, I'm going back the next chance I can, uh, unfortunately with the, with the winter's you know, uh, getting dark so early and I have a nine to five job, uh, and every single weekend, uh, through all of December and so far January, uh, the weekends have been horrible weather wise. So, um, you know, getting, getting to, you know, drive a couple hours uh, away from your home and, and flying is, is not the easiest thing to do when you have a nine to five job, but, um, you know, the next chance I can go fly from Chattanooga, I certainly will. Uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing city, and the the views from I mean, if you can legally fly that close to a downtown area, go for it. It it is uh, absolutely fantastic. Well, that is really awesome. Now um, I know that we talked about this before the the show. Um, how did you 
you know, what apps did you use? How were you able to manipulate yourself inside this class C, un, you know, under the class C to be legal uh, in your flight? Yeah, that's a good question. And, um, you know, I, the only way I felt comfortable with uh, flying where I was, was using my, um, you know, Fly Sky High app. And, um, you know, I, I know we all have our favorite apps, but um, I absolutely love that one. I bought the, it, it, you know, it, it, it works pretty good by itself, but I spent the extra money to get the uh, airspace uh, extension on it because it will tell you exactly where you are in relation to the airspace. And if you, if you're flying and you're getting close to uh, any, you know, whatever airspace you tell it, you want to be notified for, it will, uh, it will start you know, beeping and I have uh, Bluetooth to my, to my headset. So I was able, you know, you're able to hear a warning if you're getting close to the, um, to the airspace. And one of the things I discovered with the fly sky high is, um, you know, the, the great thing about that is if even it's not just, uh, you know, if you're getting close to it this way, but this way as well. And, um, you know, that certainly applied to my Chattanooga flight because while I wasn't anywhere near, you know, class C from the ground, I was, as I said, under that inverted wedding cake and I had to stay under 3,300 feet. And, um, you know, the, the app certainly helped me do that. So, um, but yeah, it, the, uh, kudos to, to whoever came up with that app because it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's, it's been a lifesaver for me too. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, uh, if you guys are in the chat, what apps do you use when you fly? And I see 14 likes and we got 25 viewers. So if you hit that thumbs up, that would be awesome. We also got a, a question from care PPG, Jim Sennard from Canada. How often do you get to fly? <laughs> um, let's not talk about December and January, the, the, the darkest of the months, uh, at least down here in uh, the South. Um, you know, when the, when the, when the weather is good, you know, spring, summer, and fall, uh, you know, ideally I like to get up once a week. Uh, really, I'd like to get up more than that, but uh, you know, life, life kind of keeps me from being able to do that. And uh, you know, and weather as well. But, um, you know, if I can get up once a week, then I'm feeling good. Uh, occasionally, I can go up more than that. Uh, you know, some of my paramotor friends here in Atlanta go several times a week. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I scratch my head and try and figure out how I can do that. But, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the flights I do get to take. And, uh, uh, you know, so, you know, I'm counting down the days till February where, you know, the, the sun stays out long enough for, you know, I can get off work and then go straight to the LZ and, uh, and send it for, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And, uh, and, and then obviously, you know, by springtime through fall, uh, you know, the early sunset's not a problem. And so I can, I can definitely get up more often then. Don't you have any connections at the weather channels that they can change <laughs> the weather to work for you on the weekends? You know, I thought about it's going to be good. Yeah, I've thought about that, but God does not work at the Weather Channel. So I, I oh. you know, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, it looks like in here, Bill H says that he uses PPGPS. I also use that one. I like uh, PPGPS because um, that has a digital way of showing me how much gas I have in my gas tank. And it's pretty accurate. I do like that. Um, Shane Wyman said, so far I use PPGPS, but I want to get the Garmin watch and switch to Stewfly. I don't know Stewfly. And Hot Butter Production says I use Bumble. I don't know Bumble. I don't know Stewfly. Uh, do you guys know what those are by any chance? I don't know what that is, but I use an app. It's Before You Fly. And mm -hmm. all that is, is just basically tells you if you are in a uh, controlled area and um it's that it doesn't have anything to do with wind it doesn't have anything to do with um uh pretty much anything it just tells you if you're in a controlled area so and it and that's uh before you fly so is that like um controlled as in like class c or yeah it just tells you that you're i think it's actually a drone app and it tells you if it's basically safe to take off and, and fly around and make sure that you're in uh, G and uh, uh, E airspace. Yeah, you're right. Um, actually, uh, when you mentioned that, I, I remembered I have that app because I do some drone work. And, uh, you know, so that's one of the one of the apps in my arsenal, but I hadn't thought about using it for paramotoring. So that's uh, I need to need to start implementing that app as well in my pre-flight regimen. Well, it's nice to have a few apps that you can always look into, kind of like weather apps, you know, you want to try to get as many as you can and kind of take the average is all you can do. You got to figure out which one is going to be the, the most uh, accurate. And since we're talking to the weather guy guy, uh, what kind of weather apps do you use before you fly? Do you use the weather channel? Um, uh, you know, it's in my, it's in, <laughs> it's, it's, it's on my phone. Um, but I actually prefer, I want to say the right thing. I use, uh, it's called dark sky and it's one of those, um, uh, what do they call it? Micro like pinpoint, um, apps that will kind of tell you, oh, you know, in, in 24 minutes, it's going to start raining or, you know, rain will, rain will stop in five minutes or something like super hyper local. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's not a hundred percent, you know, perfect, but it takes your address or at least where you're at, um, down to your, you know, down to your front door. And, um, you know, I guess based on where the, where the clouds are and where the, where the rain's coming in, you know what it projects the the wind and rain to be and it's it's actually helped me quite a bit because you know it's it's pretty accurate um uh, another app i like to use um another app i like to use is the my radar and uh, just for just for looking at radar and um you know that's helpful in the summertime in the south when you have the pop-up showers um, you know, you want a good radar app because, you know, it might look good right where you're at, but if you go flying for, you know, 45 minutes an hour, you know, you don't know what kind of pop-up showers might be coming. And so, um, you know, to, to kind of have a look at that app and see what's kind of maybe not right above you, but in your area, um, 
you know, that, uh, that comes in handy quite a bit. So, so Steve, that that's an app, dark skies. Is it just like, how do you spell it? Dark and then S K I E S or. Uh, it's singular S K Y dark sky. Yeah. 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 It's an app. And I think it's, it, it, it is a, a paid app, but it's not a subscription. I think it's like three bucks and, you know, maybe it's three bucks a year. I can't remember, but um, it's, it's negligible. It, it's cheap. Okay. And uh, it, it's just nice having that like hyper local yeah. uh, weather forecast. And Steve and Eric, what, what phones do you have? Do you have iPhones or Android? Where, where are you getting these apps? I'm, I'm using a iPhone and the before you fly app is the letter B, the number four, the letter U, and then FLY. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I'm also using, oh, I, I've got an iPhone, by the way. Um, uh, I also use several more before I even, you know, pack up the paramotor. Uh, you know, I use the UAV forecast. Um, and that's, that's good for, um, you know, kind of winds aloft. You, you got to check the winds aloft and, and just see, you know, is there any wind shear on, on the different levels? Uh, you know, that's important. And then I also use uh, windy as well, as I know a lot of people do. Do you use Ryan Carlton? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't uh, use it. Is there an app for that or is it just the website? It's just the website as far okay. as I know, but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty user-friendly on the iPhone. Yeah, I've got a, um, you know, I've got a bunch of Chrome links on my phone and um, Ryan Carlton is one of them. Uh, what else do I have? Um, yeah, yeah, there's Ryan Carlton. And then um, what's the other one? That's Walmart. That's not, I don't want the Walmart. Uh, oh, here it is, uh, PPG Zone. I think our wind.ppg zone, um, I kind of look at that as well. So, you know, I kind of, I'm looking at, at several different ones just because like you said um, before, Sean, the, you know, you, you don't want just one, you want to have a good variety. Uh, you know, it, it's always good to have second, third, fourth opinions, especially if you're, you know, going to load up your, you know, your paramotor and go driving somewhere. You, you want that to be worth the, the time, so. Here, here's a website that I recommend. This is not uh, a wind or weather app, but I recommend going to tfr.faa.gov. Um, that shows your TFRs and if they're local or not. And what I do is I go there before I fly, take a screenshot, of course, to make sure that I'm not in a, there's no TFRs around me, temporary flight restrictions. Um, and that way it's timestamp with that uh, screenshot, knowing that, you know, if I go up there and all of a sudden there's a TFR that pops up and I'm forced down, I was like, look, I, I went there before I flew, here's my screenshot. I didn't know about it. And hopefully that will save my butt, but always look at the TFRs before you go flying. Yeah, that's an excellent point. What was the, say that website again? Uh, TFR.FAA.GOV. And okay. Um, yeah, that kind of reminds me, uh, like I mentioned, I do drone work. And one of the things that I use that has helped me uh, with paramotoring is, let me see, I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. It's uh, AirMap. And, and that's for, uh, you know, that's mostly for drones. 
but um, it will show me TFRs on that as well. Um, you know, and so uh, definitely, you know, the TFR thing is something we don't, might not always think about. Um, you know, it's, it's, we definitely have to obey all the, uh, all the rules of, of airspace and that kind of thing. And so I'm glad you mentioned, you know, TFRs there, Sean. Absolutely. There's so many different ways of, uh, I mean, there's so many different things that you have to check before you fly, you know, and um, I'm looking at the chat and I realized that uh, the thing that Hot Brother Productions said uh, that was a dating site um, that wasn't a, a weather site. So no wonder I didn't know what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely checking the weather is very important, checking your winds aloft. And also, too, if you did not know that ppgzone.com, if you get a free um, uh, profile on PPG Zone, there's an interactive members map that you can click on and can see all the different people that are on PPG Zone that fly and you can get up with them and say, hey, I see that you fly next to me. You want to go fly or something. So it's a way of getting uh, to know other people in your uh, area. Let's see. Um, any other questions in the chat that I've missed? Oh, one more. It said, um, uh, new wings for Steve. What are the new wings that we can uh, give him uh, information on for the new wings that Steve wants? And I forgot who that was. I wrote that down, but I don't know who asked that question. Sorry about that. So new wings for Steve. What do we all think that we uh, would like for Steve to get? for a second wing. So your first wing, you got one wing and you've been flying that for almost three years and now you're ready for a second wing that's a little bit more spicier? Yes, not not too spicy, you know. <laughs> All right, so in the chat, what is a good uh, PPG zone is a dating app? Come on, Hot Buttered Productions. What, what, is, uh, what, what exactly are you looking for out of that wing? I, exactly. You know, what kind of flying are you looking to do? Uh, well, not not uh, serious acrobatics, but uh, but definitely want something um, you know where where I can do uh, you know sharper turns and and uh, you know and and you know that's also a question that I can ask uh, you know the fine folks out here as far as what should I be looking for like what you know what uh, maximizes the the fun um, you know within the the um, uh, you know, within my, you know, the skill level of somebody who's only been flying, uh, you know, as, as, as much as I have kind of thing. Well, let's see. I mean, I know that Shane flies that link too, and he loves it. That's an A wing. It's a high A, but I mean, he, he absolutely loves that wing. He said, if he had to replace it, he's going to get another one. <laughs> um, you know, because it's a fast wing and, He's actually faster than I am, and I'm flying a B. Um, I will probably never outfly a B wing. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I guess it all depends on what you're looking to do, you know, as far as cross country or, you know, if you want to get into a little bit of acro. And you got to remember, there's wings out there that you can do. A B wing will do a barrel roll, you know. So there's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't go crazy because the more you go up that spectrum, of course, you got to remember, then you're more prone to collapse and stuff like that. 
So you want to stay as close as you possibly can to the safety side of it. Yes. You know, compared to what you want to do. All right. So right now, what size wing are you flying? It's a 28 meter. Okay. I, I fly that too. So how many, how, what's your all up weight? Um, well, uh, interesting. I, um, I was, I was doing something to uh, my paramotor uh, a couple weeks and weekends ago when I was not flying and um, I decided to bring the scale down and, and weigh it dry uh, with no gas in it. And um, I, I, you know, cause I never knew exactly how much my paramotor weighed. Uh, it's 72 pounds dry. And uh, so um, that in addition to my flight weight, um, you know, a pre-dinner, pre-dinner weight, uh, you know, I'm pushing 200, a little bit over 200. So, uh, you know, we're, we're under 300, but, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on the weight thing, but, you know, I'm being, you know, honest with myself and what I'm weighing right now. So. How much gas do you normally put in it? Because gas is about six pounds a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have a hard time, like I, I've not even filled it up, never come close to filling it up. Um, I'll do, I'll do about six liters is usually where I'll, where I'll top it out at uh, more than that. And, you know, I have a harder time getting off the ground. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm careful not to put too much gas in the tank. Nick Griffith actually has a, a great statement in here. You know, I'll get back to Nick's statement. Um, Brian Waller said, um, the Spider 3, awesome wing, give you loads of room for advance. Um, and Bill H says he loves his universal 1-1. So uh, Nick said, I suggest demo wings at a fly-in. So if you go to a fly-in, uh, you you know, if, if you feel confident enough and you can try out all types of wings um, that are there. Yeah, yeah, another good reason to uh, attend the fly-ins. Yes. Exactly. It's always good to, to demo wings. Um, I've, I've been really blessed and lucky to have flown a bunch of wings and um, I fly 28 meter, but um, I'm a little bit over 200 pounds and I don't think my machine weighs 72 pounds. That's, that's kind of heavy. Uh, yeah. I, I also fly with um, five gallons of gas every time that I take off. Um, my elevation where we are is um, about 300 uh, MSL. So it's really not too high above sea level. What is, what's your, um, what's your elevation at, at ground level over there? Uh, Atlanta area, uh, depending on what part, you know, there's, we're pretty big, but um, around where I'm at is around 900, 950. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're up there a little bit. Yeah. Um, not, not crazy though. Um, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not Colorado. Uh, but still with I, a 28 meter wing, uh, when's the last time that you had it sent in and checked for porosity and, and wing and, uh, a line length? Um, it's probably due for another. Um, like I said, I haven't flown as much as I want to. Um, so it's probably due for, you know, maybe that's a, a good thing I can do before, you know, spring hits and, you know, while, while the weather stinks and it gets dark at, you know, four in the afternoon, uh, might be a good time to have it checked out. 
It's it's amazing that if your lines are stretched a little bit and you have uh, lost a little bit of that porosity, uh, your wing doesn't really float up like it used to. It doesn't float brand new. Um, uh, one of the things that I uh, tell people is when I first got my, my first wing was a Roadster 3. I got that in 2019. And uh, in a year's time, I put on over 300 hours and two SIV courses. And when I sent it in, in one year, um, they uh, they failed it because the lines were stretched. And uh, it, it's really amazing. And that's something to think about, too. If you ever think about getting a used wing, my wing, when you saw it, it was crispy. It looked brand new. It was, you know, the same year as 2019, but it failed. So it's very, very important to uh, to get your wing checked if you buy something used. Um, yeah. Well, and that was that was one of the things, you know, it came time to purchase. Um, you know, I I was insistent on not getting a used wing. Uh, one, you don't know the history, and uh, you know, and and two, I mean, it's it's just I want I wanted to start fresh. I wanted to have something that you know I was breaking in, and um, you know, and so. Uh, I don't regret that decision at all. Plus the wing is what actually keeps you floating in the air. That's something that you, unless you really know where that equipment came from. Yeah. I would definitely shy away from used wings. Yeah. Cause I mean, I can get a, a brand new 2022 20, wing, you know, uh, in a month, I probably could stretch everything out and, uh, make, make the lines fail by just doing acro, you know, acro for a month and, you know, try to, you know, it'll probably fail because the more acro you do, the more you stretch your lines. Now there are acro wings that actually have a different type of lines while we have the Kevlar, uh, core with the, um, with the regular sheathing, uh, acro wings are made up of something different that don't stretch as much as the um, the Kevlar does. Mm-hmm. So, um, I assume that you just want to get up and go fly and take some some amazing views, take some pictures, uh, maybe do some you know some spirals or something like that. Um, I think a really nice light wing. Uh, maybe would be a uh, very lifty wing is a spider three has the um, long trim range um, you can um, let's see trim range it has uh, the tip steerings and it's very very light i mean in almost nil wind you can do a reverse it's it's amazing how light it is um, I, I tried one of my friends i would fly a 28 meter but he has a 30 meter spider three and i thought you know it's bigger you know it's going to be really heavy in a very light wind poof, up in the air i'm like holy crap <laughs> that that's amazing um i also demoed oh i also flew uh, a gin vantage three it's a hybrid wing so when i go out in midday fly i can get up really high turn off the motor and i can uh, catch thermals and that's a really good hybrid wing um probably something that you wouldn't want but um i also demoed a apco lift ez so i demoed that um put on some serious hours and i'm like you know what i'm buying this it's it's so solid it has um has a system on it that when you know mostly if you uh if you do some oscillations you have to like kind of correct it this has a self 
leveling system on it. It has a, uh, uh, see, what else does it have? It has great tips during a long range. It has the, the speed bar. It also has another uh, stall system, uh, anti-stall. So if you could pull those brakes down and it has an anti-stall system on it, so it's really difficult to stall it. So really not the best one to take to your SIV class, but it's extremely solid. The R is for racing, lift easy R. In almost no wind, it goes poof up in the air like that. And uh, take the, you know, pull, you know, uh, let the trims all the way out, push speed bar, and you are just hauling. I mean, it's one of the fastest wings, and it's a very uh, mid B wing, uh, maybe um, on the on the um, website, it says from beginner all the way up to cross country. So, I mean, it's really stable, but yet it, it you can grow into it. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, Eric, what kind of wings do you have and what do you recommend? I have, we have a few, we got a couple of the Mac parachargers um, and they have the speed bar tip steering and everything. Um, we have a couple of the BGD wings um, that are, we haven't flown yet. Um, so I, I really like the Mac Paracharger. I'm, I'm, I learned on that wing and I, I would probably never fly beyond what that wing is capable of doing. Um, and right now, you know, we're, I'll do a little bit of wing overs and the thing's as solid as a rock. You know, you, you put the speed bar out, you don't feel, I mean, the thing is fast. You, you don't feel like you're going to have any problems. It is just an overall nice wing, but um, yeah, so that's what I fly. I saw that uh, Mark McElroy said that locally he thinks you can demo from Blake or Jerry. I don't know who Blake or Jerry are, but that's uh, you may know who that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're good folks that um, you know that uh, they've got uh, they've got access to wings and uh, okay, you know, I, yeah. So that that's definitely um, a way to 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 check them out as well. Yeah. Interesting. I'm looking through the uh, chat to see if anybody um, posted anything about uh, what they fly and what they think about it. Mark McElroy said that he flies the APCO Lifty Z R and loves it. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, definitely demo wings. I mean, they're they're all they're all different, you know. So I mean, you might, you know, and it's always good to have two wings. You know, I think it's great to have two wings because when you send one in to get inspected, it's usually a month or so before you get it back. Or if something happens and you get a line caught or, you know, tear or something and you need to send it in to get fixed, it's always good to have that second wing uh, there. So are you into, uh, did you want to sell the wing that you have now, Paramotor Steve, or did you want to, you know, keep that and add it to your arsenal? Yeah, that's a good question. And for the exact reasons you mentioned, I would want to keep what I've got, um, you know, just to, just to have it. And, um, you know, especially since I'm, I'm looking at getting something a little bit different, uh, you know, depending on the kind of flight I want to take, you know, I might want something that the A-wing uh, would be a better wing for. So um, definitely want to have, have a second wing to, um, to have in my arsenal. 
Absolutely. Um, we also have a question in our uh, audio streaming chat uh, from Power J. Can you recommend a website to learn more about what you're talking about? Um, you can find me at iFlyParamotors.com. It forwards to my YouTube channel um, or just go to YouTube and search for Paramotor or PPG and that will bring you a ton of different um, sites up as far as Paramotors or PPG. There are so many places on Facebook that you can look for. Uh, what are some of the places on Facebook, the Facebook groups? Uh, Paramotors for Beginners, uh, uh, Paramotors, what else? Uh, there's a ton of them out there. Um, but Paramotors or PPG, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, let me quickly look at the uh, different groups here. I can rattle them off real quick. Yeah, I, I think there's one that's just about like face plants and farces or something. Uh, just the the, the, the big uh, the big goof ups that uh are, that can happen. Yeah, right. But don't look at that first before you think about getting into the sport. Yeah. You know? So here I'm I'm just gonna rattle some of the groups off on Facebook. There's uh, Kyle O School of Paramotoring, uh, our Paramotor Nation. Um, let's see, PPG powered parachute, paraplane, and powered paraglider, paramotor for newbie, uh, newbies, paramotor tips, ultralight, PPG, PPC, trike, uh, gyro, and experimental aircraft, paragliding and paramotor trike, well, that's a trade, paramotor training info, uh, paramotor trike and quads, uh let's see paramotor gear for sale just paramotor itself i mean there's paramotor for beginners uh paramotor shenanigans and um, also don't forget ppgzone.com which is yep. a place that's it's almost like it's like a facebook but just for paramotor pilots and people that are wanting to get into paramotors yeah so there's there's quite a few there that um you know you can go into and look around. Absolutely. This is a great sport. Um, for those of you that are listening to the stream for the first time or listening to us on our Paramotor podcast, audio only, um, you're welcome, Power J. Um, he said, thank you very much. Um, for those of you that are just listening to us that found our stream or something, we're talking about Paramotors. Uh, it is a ultralight that has kind of like a parachute that holds you up it's paragliding but we're powered paragliding we put a motor on our back it's like a backpack with a with a two-stroke motor which uh, propels us which we can actually launch from the ground and uh, under far 103 we don't need a license we don't need insurance we don't need tail numbers uh, and we can fly all the way up to 18,000 feet in most places, and we can launch in most places and fly in most places. However, there are some places you cannot fly, and uh, that's the reason why you want to get instructor and get uh, training, because it's not about flying. It's about where we can fly legally, and of course, uh, the weather, uh, micrometeorology, uh, learn about the two-stroke motors, because when you buy a when you buy a paramotor, you are also your own mechanic. Um, what do you think about that, Eric? You're your own mechanic also, or do you take it to a guy down the street? I am my own mechanic. I don't let anybody work on my own equipment. Um, you know, we just did a show with uh, 
never trust a skinny chef Shane where he did kind of the upper end of his motor. He had 200 hours on it and we ended up getting that back together via uh, FaceTime and um, he was running it up today doing its break-in because you got to reset the rings and everything onto the cylinder. So, I mean, he was running it up today because he's going to the Okeechobee fly-in in Florida this weekend. So he wanted to make sure everything was running great. Awesome. All right. Um, I, I will tell you, people that do their own repairs or their own, uh, those motors are very simple. So don't, don't let it, uh, don't, don't let it scare you. Um, since um, JP's not here, can I get a screenshot? Oh yeah, let's do a screenshot. Let me see. Hey, yeah, I got. I got to put my makeup on. Hold on. Where, where did um, where did Will Fly go? Did we lose I Will Fly? Know. I texted him. I wanted him because he has a newer wing that he loves, and I wanted to talk to him about it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hope, where is he Hope his internet didn't drop out or anything. Um, I think it's oh. what can, Command oh, yeah. Shift. Yeah, I, I got it. If three. Oh, yeah, you I, can do it. Yep, I okay. got it. Jeez. All right. Oh, good, there, deal. good deal. Um you guys gotta teach me how to do that because I'd be all over it. You know me. Are you well, do you have a PC or a Mac? Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note. Exactly. Um, I have a I have a I have a laptop. <laughs> Okay, on that note, uh, go see the uh, Geek Squad and they will help you out. Right? <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of help. <laughs> um, Paramotor Steve, before the uh, show, we uh, talked to you and asked you about, um, you know, any incidences that you may have had. And you talked about your third flight and a particular incident. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, I can uh, I can discuss a little bit. Uh, okay. and, and mainly the discussion would be to uh, hopefully keep somebody in the future. If they hear this story, it might, um, you know, it, it might help them to avoid what happened to me. Um, so basically my third flight ever, uh, you know, I'm flying, I'm actually by myself this time and just having a grand old time. Uh, you know, I decide to do a little bit of low flying and, uh, you know, in all my training and everything, I, I, I understood that the low flying is the dangerous flying. Uh, you know, most people don't understand that. They think the higher you get, the more unsafe it is. But um, that's only if you jump out, right? Like, you know, if you are, if you are low, uh, you know, that's where all the dangers are. That's where the power lines are, the, the trees are. And all that and so um but i'm i'm flying low and uh you know it's uh so it's a beautiful flight you know the weather's good uh, i'm just having a great old time and um and and then i started thinking about well you know you know what if i need to do a quick turnaround uh you know if i get close to the trees i'm like okay i, I think i would need to start turning about here and I'm actually saying that I can hear it. I've got video of it and I can hear me like voicing this stuff. And right after I said that, I kind of looked forward because I was looking off to the side and I see, you know, these trees, <laughs> this tree line coming up that I need to uh, take evasive action. Like I have like no time at all. I've got, you know, three options. I could either now gun it 
try and get over the trees. Uh, I can, you know, bank hard right or left and avoid the trees, or I can just try and put it down in, in front of the trees. And um, being uh, my third flight, you know, I, I'm having to make this decision very quickly. And I really didn't feel I could make it above the trees. Um, that's how close I was. Uh, and not knowing the uh, turn, you know, how fast it would turn, I was, I was not feeling good about making the turn. So the option number three is to, is to land right there. And, um, you know, I, I was low, so that worked out good. And I just, uh, you know, I was not ready for the landing. Um, uh, you know, I was not out of my seat. So it was a, it was a butt landing and it was, I mean, I was going, you know, I was probably going 20 miles an hour and, uh, it was a, it was a hard bump and, um, you know, everything was fine. Uh, I might, I might've cracked a rib, but you know, I'm not sure about that. I'm feeling good now, but, uh, uh, the the best thing though that I can say about that flight was I've never done that since then. Um, you, know, you know, the important thing is you want to learn from your mistakes. And uh, now, anytime I get below tree line, you know, I'm not admiring the view so much as I am active piloting. And um, and I think I think that's important to do. Uh, you know, it's very easy to become a passenger, you know, when you're the, when you're the guy flying, it's easy to, to kind of go, Ooh, this is, this is awesome. Look at this, especially on your third flight. Um, you know, anytime you get, you know, you get low, you really need to, you know, the, the lower you get, the more attention you absolutely need to be paying attention. And, um, and I learned that on my third flight. And uh, so I've been very cautious anytime I get below tree line to um, just be very careful. It's, uh, uh, you know, I will preach that to the end of end of time. Uh, one of these days I might put that flight on, uh, on YouTube, um, but for now you can just enjoy my story. No, I think that's I think that's a good story. And I think a lot of people have had a story like that. You know, they get down low, they're enjoying the scenery, they're looking around and all of a sudden they look up. Oh, my goodness. I mean, look how many videos that we've seen where people run into, you know, um, a fence or they run into a power line, they run into trees. You know, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, because you're looking around, I mean, everything is so neat. And our machines you know, nine times out of 10 with trims in flying low, you're only doing 25 miles an hour. I mean, we're not going that fast. It's like, you know, it's like a moped speed, you know, <laughs> we're not going supersonic, but, yeah. uh, it, but, 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 you know, the ground, you know, the, these, these objects out in front of us come much quicker than, than we anticipate, you know, if we're not careful. And so, um, you know, it's, it's vitally important to, always be aware. Uh, and I think, you know, it comes down to that, um, the C word complacency. Uh, you know, we, we all, you know, we, we, we have to battle that. Um, you know, the beginners, the seasoned folks, um, you know, it's just something to always, you know, to watch out for is complacency. Sure. I think you could take that 
isn't that funny how you can take that like wherever you go like in life as such you know um i remember you know working retail for 30 some years and yeah it was easy and just like flying but it was also easy yeah to get into that complacency and then one day you know you're doing some whatever and then you get that wake-up call oh i guess i shouldn't yeah i need to pay more attention so yeah that's very true that's that's life man thank you for sharing that with us steve yeah yeah well yeah. It, you know it's yeah. one of those things where if you feel it, it can help somebody um yeah i mean yeah. I, I, I it was my third flight so you know i've had two flights before that and um it just it, it was a wake-up call you know even though i knew you know it, it was dangerous and and you could be you have to be careful you know it was still something that you know that didn't fully connect until till that flight so sure sure yeah well you know um as far as like butlanders you know it it happens to the best of us Steve. you know it it does and so um you know that's how i put it because i see all my guys flying and the butt landing happens sometimes but it's yeah. okay because yeah. you get back up on that motor on that horse and you just go well, you know, and it's really amazing how resilient these paramotors are. Some of the some of the things we we do to them, you know, uh, when we're learning and and uh, sure. or have these butt landings, uh, you know, the <laughs> fact that that they are as resilient as they are, uh, you know, one of the things I love about the um, adventure, the Pluma and the Primus is uh and and those of you who fly with that know what i'm gonna say is the is those bumpers uh basically it um you know it 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 goes under the the paramotor and it kind of protects the prop it's it's kind of like this well it's it's like a it's it's a bumper and um uh you know i've had some funky landings but i am still rocking my first prop um and uh, you know so that's 160 dollar bumper uh has has saved me i don't know how much money in in props um so uh, i can't speak highly enough about the uh the bumper on the uh uh you know on the primus and the pluma uh, they're fantastic i've never heard, of, I've never heard yeah. of the bumper like yeah it, it, it like what that's about i've never heard heard guys talking that yeah it extends uh it, it's you know it's, it's under the whole paramotor and it extends uh back a little farther than where the prop is and so if you do have a butt landing the bumper is going it, you know it, the bumper is going to hit the ground and not the the uh and not the prop oh. so um yeah okay. yeah okay. and and it was like 160 bucks which okay. you know part of you is like oh that's expensive for a little piece that you don't have to have to fly, but like I said, I'm still rocking the same uh, prop as I did when I first started. So, do you still use the bumper? I do, I do. Um, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, it keeps it more stable when it's sitting on the ground because it's just added. It's an added footprint, um, and it 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 helps. Uh, it mounts better on my um, on my little rack uh, when I'm transporting it too. Sorry. So it doesn't make it harder to take off or land, 
Um, and it, it's the weight is negligible. So um, there's to me, there was no reason to take it off. It's not like a training wheel. It's it's just something to, you know, to protect the prop. Hot Butter Production said the only downside to the optional bumper is that it's pretty freaking heavy. Uh, if you ever held one by itself, but it doesn't, it does help with the butt slides. Uh, how heavy is it? Is that the reason why your paramotor is 72 pounds dry? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, um, it's it basically, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, but it's, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy heavy. Um, it definitely is not a deterrent um, to me, at least. So, Interesting. Kind of picture what that looks like. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you have a picture or something? Because I can't imagine. I I don't know what. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, you said it extends past the prop. Does that mean that if you did a turtle, it protect the prop also? Probably not that to that extent. But if you do, if you if you do land and and you're you're back a little bit where uh, the prop could get damaged, it would totally protect the, the props. So, um, yeah, I, um, I, my drawing skills are worse than my paramotoring skills, so I can't draw it for you. Um, let me see. Maybe I can do something here. Is, can anybody find it on the internet uh, maybe, and, and uh, show it? I'm looking you know, right. Let me see. I'm trying to look for this, this might be hard is it this ain't working is this working no it's my background look i'm invisible okay um let me see okay so here here's the bumper so this is a profile this is a profile of the paramotor uh there here's the prop no here's the prop and then um the bumper is extends a little bit past it on the ground Oh, and, okay. So it's like the it's like feet on. Oh, okay. I yeah. saw in the chat. It's like feet on a uh, on a box fan. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's pretty light. Um, but like I said, it saved. Uh, I I don't know how many props I'd have been eaten through uh, at this point. So um, I don't mind keeping it on. Um, yeah. I mean, it 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 might be a few pounds, but I mean. It's to me, it's worth a little bit extra weight. Matt Sloper says, why are so many people in PPG worried about a couple of pounds? Uh, <laughs> a couple of pounds, unfortunately, really does add up. Um, you, you add another, you know, a uh, gallon of gas at six pounds. You add a reserve, you know, that's that's a couple more pounds. Um, you know, you add more pounds and, and takeoff uh, actually takes a little bit longer. Uh, Matt Sloper, do you fly? And um, do you, oh, Aaron, I said, because I'm a wuss, Matt Sloper. <laughs> uh, do you fly? And uh, what do you fly? And what's your weight? Because Matt Sloper is, he's has, he just got the new electric paramotor. Oh, you got that SP140. Yes. And that's right. Can... That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a heavy machine. But it stays the same weight, though, you know. Um, yeah, no gas. Like, yeah, like our ours, you put in uh, five gallons of gas, and that's thirty pounds. But you know, you land, and it's thirty pounds lighter. Um, thirty pounds is a lot of weight, uh, and I take off with with a, a full five gallons every time because I want to fly as much as I can, as long as I can, and that's you know two three hours if I want to. Um, but. Uh, when I land, it's a lot lighter. <laughs> hey, Steve, do you ever plan on uh, taking any um, of the SIV courses at all? 
I would like to. Um, I would like to get to that point. Um, I think, uh, you know, part of it for the fun. Uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine doing some of those things, but uh, partly for safety. Um, and I think if you ever do, uh, for anybody who ever does want to do uh, where they can do tandems uh, or train, uh, you know, I, I think knowing how to handle these situations, if, if they come up, uh, you know, I, I think that just makes you a better paramotor pilot. So, yeah. Um, Matt Soper said he is going to take his first flight on Wednesday. Congratulations. And uh, he also asked me if I don't I trike only. No, I foot launch and I can bolt on a trike. So I actually do both. Um, and uh, well, I foot launch with five gallons and I trike with five gallons. Um, trike, I don't get as much as, as good as gas mileage. So I do like to uh, foot launch as much as possible. So congratulations this Wednesday coming up. Um, SIV courses. I've taken three SIV courses and they have helped so much. The first one, it really made me understand that this wing that is holding me up is so solid. It takes all of my strength. And if you, you look back at, at my video of me doing my first SIV course, I am trying to pull down the A's as hard as I can. I'm getting cramps in my arms and my chest. And it's so hard to hold it down. As soon as I let go, the thing goes, whoo and pops back open. You know, you take all of your A's and you yank them down as hard as you can. And now you're flying at 50% of your wing and the damn thing is still flying straight. And it's like half your wing is gone and you're still flying straight. It's just amazing. Well, a little weight shift, of course, but it's just amazing. Half your wing is gone. You, you weight shift over to the inflated side and you're just cruising. It's like, really? You pull big ears, right? Think about it. You're pulling big ears. That's 50% uh, of your wing is gone and you're still flying. It, it's just amazing how solid your wing is. And until you take an SIV course, you don't know how incredibly solid that wing is. Well, and, and what they, I mean, the wings do what they do. They want to fly. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, there, there, there's a lot of uh, comfort in knowing, you know, that the technology we have now is as good as it is. Yeah. As far as the wing, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The wing designs every year just seem to get better and better. I've, uh, um, I've been watching the old videos, you know, back in the day when William Shatner was, uh, flying and did the, um, uh, risk versus reward, uh, DVD. And wow, those machines are crap. Those wings look like they're big Afghans with rope. I mean, it's like, really? That's insane. Um, the stuff that we have now, especially the newer stuff that you just, what was that one? Um, somebody just had a, a new wing that was so light. Uh, um, Mark George from Paris Swag USA told me that in a very light, light wind, it just went up in the air and I can't remember what it was. So, I mean, the newest tech, oh, it was a, a single skin. I can't remember which it was. It was a single skin or a hybrid uh, wing and it was so light. Who was just talking about that? Somebody was just talking about that that really light single skin wing. Who was that? Didn't was it Jack that was just talking about last week? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I, hate, I hate that I'm, I have these these senior moments. <laughs> I think I with, saw something uh, on Facebook with with a couple of pictures that looked impressive. Single, I, I can't skin. remember either. 
Single skin or a hybrid uh, wing is going to be my next one. Probably single skin. They're supposed to be so incredibly light. I mean, you can wad it up and put it in your pocket. They're so small. Not really that small, but it's just incredible how light they are because they're only single skin. Um, anybody in the chat uh, fly a single skin or a hybrid single skin? Uh, let me know what you think about those. Um, were you going to say something, Eric? Did I just run over you? No, that's all right. Um, Mad Sloper, he's a paraglider pilot. He's just kind of transferring over into paramotor. He's been flying oh, okay. for quite a while. Um, but yeah, congratulations on his first flight coming up. Do you, Steve, do you fly, um, you know, where you fly? Do you have a lot of LZs or, or do you have a lot of water and trees? Do you fly with inflation or the flotation? Do you, do you fly with reserve? Yeah, I do. I do fly with the reserve. Um, you know, that to me, that's important. Uh, redundancy, clearly, when it comes to what's keeping you in the air is uh, is important. Uh, I do not fly with flotation. And uh, because of that, I'm not flying over lakes. We have some beautiful lakes uh, locally, but I'm not I'm not doing that until I you know, and, until I get the flotation. And, um, but as far as LZs, uh, you know, uh, every paramotor pilot wishes they had more. Um, but uh, I've got, uh, you know, I've got my share that I, I like to hit uh, along with several of the other uh, Atlanta folks. Um, and, uh, you know, some of them have more emergency bailouts, you know, close by uh, than others. Uh, you know, so some of them kind of keep you from wandering too far, but, uh, uh, you know, it's a nice little variety. Um, we are not far from the North Georgia mountains and I would like to find a few LZs up there. I think there's a couple of airports that I could fly from, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, kind of a longer, almost a day trip, um, you know, so that kind of keeps me from just heading on up there on, on any average day. But, um, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a few LZs, um, you know, some of them, it, you know, it, it depends on if there's something going on at the park, uh, that, you know, kind of keeps you from, from going. And, you know, one of the most painful things is, is, is saying, okay, the wind's blowing this way. I'm going to go to this LZ and it's a park and there's some kind of festival going on and it's getting late enough to where you can't make it to your backup LZ. Um, and then you cry a little bit because you can't go flying that night. Um, so uh, that's why I, I think it's important to have several, you know, uh, several LZs in your, in your hip pocket uh, ready at a, at a moment's notice because um you know, you, it, it takes, uh, it, you know, it takes a little bit of homework to find, you know, to find some, but, uh, but it's worth it just to have the, have the options and, and variety. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know of anybody who, who only wants to fly from one place. So I like having the, the variety, uh, you know, I'd like to, like I said, I'd like to get back to Chattanooga. I'd like to fly in, you know, there's other places in Tennessee, I think up around the, where Moonshiners is that I'd like to go to. Um, just lots of lots of great places here in the South um, to fly. And I'd like to kind of branch out as well. But locally, yeah, I've got uh, I've got several like to get more. But, you know, we, we do what we can do. 
Yeah. I fly from my airport, which is right down the road. And um, I can pretty much go, I mean, pretty much anywhere from that airport. And um, I'm really, I, I really like it because it's behind the gates that you have to have a code to get in. We have a huge feel that's just for us PPG folks. And uh, we can take off and go in any direction and go uh, see so much around here. Uh, if you ever get this way, um, you need to come fly from the airport. Uh, it, there's just so many things that we can do, including to go see that uh, that airplane boneyard. Now that is really cool. Yeah, no, that would be fantastic. So, so your uh, your uh, airport, you've got bailouts all over the place, huh? Oh yeah, it's it's basically far far as the eye can see. There's um, there's farmers fields everywhere you can foot drag forever uh, or not too far away there is um, a place called green bay packing plant and they always have a long train that stopped um, that's at least a mile so you can like foot drag or, mm. or not touch the the you know you don't want to touch it but you're, you're just flying above it or flying beside it it's just miles and miles of of uh of this uh, this train it's so awesome um go to the uh, uh petty jean mountain there's a big lookout you can fly around the lookout and there's people out there and they wave to you which is really cool and there's just there's just so many things that you can do and i found so many awesome places plus the petty jean actually has an airport you can land at so you can fly from one airport to another um, there's also Pinnacle Mountain, so you can fly from the airport here over to Pinnacle Mountain and buzz the mountain and beyond. And matter of fact, right beyond Pinnacle Mountain, there's a place that uh, we can take off and land over where PPG Tommy lives. So it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I dig it. Oh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, one of the one of uh, uh, you know one of the LZs about a mile away from there is a landfill. And I don't know if you've ever flown around a landfill. I uh, saw your video. Yes. Um, one of, my second favorite flight was the landfill video. Um, just, uh, I mean, it, it was like a playground for paramotors. Um, you know, you got little roads and, and huge areas. You, you've got heavy machinery you can fly around. And, uh, you know, and w one of my favorite things to do when I'm flying is, you know, just flying right above a level and then, you know, the, it drops out and you keep going and, and just the ground opens up. And uh, uh, that is absolutely one of my favorite experiences when I'm flying. And, uh, and that landfill was, uh, it's, 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 it's so much fun flying around there. Uh, also, too, not too far from here is a huge rock quarry. Same thing. You fly in on, you know, uh, buzzing the the ground, and all of a sudden it opens up to this huge rock quarry. You look down, it's like, holy crap, that is so cool. <laughs> um, another big quarry too is over at um, uh, Bad Apples, not too far from Bad Apples. There's a huge quarry, beautiful, um, multicolored water that's in it, blues and greens. It's really amazing. So. Wow. Did, you, did you fly that, Eric, when you were over at Bad Apples, the big quarry? Yeah, we went over there a couple of times. It was kind of neat. It was, yeah. yeah, there's there's quite a bit to see over there. Um, if you do go to Moonshiners, um, that's that's beautiful area, too. It's uh, that's going to be a high altitude. So 
be prepared to run fast <laughs> uh, or get wheels to help you out. Um, yeah. What other, what other fly-ins are you thinking about? Uh, well, I love to do the endless foot drag. Um, okay. That is, uh, would be quite a drive. Um, you know, so I'm grateful that Bad Apples is, is close by. Um, but I love, I, I would absolutely love to do uh, salt and sea. Um, I would love to get out there. I mean, I've, I, I've, I've watched videos, not just pure motor videos, but like history of the Salton Sea and, you know, the whole mess of how, you know, they, they tried to build this, this, this amazing, uh, you know, resort community thing. It, it, it totally failed because, you know, you just can't do what they tried to do, uh, at least not the way they did it. And, um, so it turned into this, you know, horrible nightmare, uh, yet it's still there and it's very flyable. I would love to, to go out to the Salton Sea and, um, you know, I, I, I've actually lived in Phoenix, Arizona for about five years. And uh, anytime I watch, uh, you know, YouTube videos about stuff out west and, and some of the places they're flying, uh, you know, Monument Valley area. Uh, you know, in the, the Phoenix area, you know, Sedona, stuff like that. Um, I mean, it truly is otherworldly. Some of some of that desert, you know, landscape and stuff. And, and uh, I, you know, I have a there's a special spot in my heart for that whole the terrain, the mountains, the, 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 the colors uh, is, is just outstanding. And I would love to love to fly out west, um, you know, just rent an RV. And just, you know, just go for it. So that's that's definitely on my bucket list is going out west and doing some flying. Sedona is beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I, lived in, I lived in Arizona for 40 years, so. So now I'm in the cold country. It's all good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, Sedona is beautiful. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of videos where guys, you know, flying there in the summer. Um yeah. Well, maybe even the winter too, I guess. Well, maybe not so much. It's pretty cold there in the winter, Sedona. You know, for people in Arizona, they want to go and play in the snow. So they have the Sedona and Flagstaff, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the, that's the thing about Arizona. Before I moved out there, you know, I just thought, oh, Arizona, it's all like Wiley Coyote, you know, Roadrunner yeah. country. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and part of it, it is. But, uh, you know, there's a, a, I think, I think they call it the high country, um, you know, up around Flagstaff and, and uh, where they actually have uh, snow skiing up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they have, it's not, I guess, part of the desert and, uh, um, yeah. and Flagstaff is, is absolutely beautiful up there. And yeah, that is um, no, no country up there. Yeah. yeah there. Most definitely. A lot of fun. It's that and Sholo and mm -hmm. yeah, that's, you want to live it if you like the cold and everything in the winter time, and you want to live up there. That's where you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, what made you move to Georgia then? Uh, well, a lot of it was uh, job related. Uh, some of okay. it was family related. Uh, okay. You know, okay. Phoenix. There, there was no family close by, and so right. it made sense to. Uh, you know, my family lived in the southeast, so uh -huh. it, it made sense to kind of come home. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and I, I, same thing. 
Yeah, I've been here since 2006, and uh, okay. you know, okay. so you know, I've I've got roots here now, and uh, it's uh, it's home, and it will be for yeah. for life, you know, God willing. Cool. So I got to ask so who who um who got you started, like interested in the paraboting, like what person, like you know, what made you want to get. You know, or or the videos that you saw that that made yeah. you want to go and uh, fly. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I wish. I, yeah, I, I wish I could say I remember the the exact one. Obviously, Tucker was he was in there. Um, probably whoever was coming up on the search, you know, on the on the top of the search, um, you know, so some of the heavy hitters, I'm sure. Um, uh, so I, I don't know the exact first video I saw, but, uh, you know, within the second or third one, I think I was doing searches for how to get into the sport. And, and, and that's where I learned, okay, so it's not really unsafe or maybe to put it another way, it's as safe as you make it. Paramotoring is as safe as you make it. And, um, you know, cost wise, it's about the, the, the cost of a motorcycle really a, a decent yeah. motorcycle. And I thought, well, you know, and, and for me, you know, my life is riddled with, well, I should have done this sooner. I should have done that. You know, I wish I had done this yeah. and I did not want paramotoring to be one of those things five years down the road. I wish I had done that. And that's why I didn't waste any time. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into this now, whatever obstacles, there are for me. I'm going to find a way around them. I, I need to do this for me. And um, I don't want to have any regrets about not doing this. Very cool. Very cool. Exactly. So then you, when you first learning then, did you, did you do your, all your kiting and everything that everybody does? <laughs> oh do yeah. Because you got to do the kiting thing first, you know? Oh yeah. I, I, well, and you know, my YouTube video, um, Shameless plug, you know, Paramotor Steve. Um, oh, yeah. My YouTube video actually started before I uh, even like started training. So, you know, okay. if you want to follow somebody from truly the beginning, before I even purchased anything, okay. um, you know, and check the check that out. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know, I realized that the hardest part of paramotoring is is the learning and the training and um you know after my first day of training i had the bruises to uh to back that up and and sure. everybody who has ever flown paramotor uh at least you know hand uh, foot launching knows what these bruises were all about you know you're you know when you're taking off uh you know and you're you're you know when you're training you're 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 doing these kiting things which is basically you're simulating a takeoff you're doing it i mean i, I think my first day I, I did 20 you know 20 kiting attempts which maybe is not a ton but at my age it was it was enough um and well i let me just say i was sore uh after yeah. my first after my few, first few attempts but you know, that first time, you know, the first, the first time I tried running and it did not go so well. Um, the second or third time when I actually got it airborne and I was able to kind of maintain, keep it up in the air. 
I was like, you know, this is the best feeling in the world. I haven't even come off the ground. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it, it just further fueled my, my love for what I was getting into and, and giving me just that much more excitement for when I actually do get, to get off the ground. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was watching the comments and Hot Butter Production said, man, I posted a picture of my bruises once and I had a hundred guys send me pictures of the bits. <laughs> so for people out there, uh, uh, tell, tell the people out there uh, what bruises you're actually talking about. For the people that are listening to us that are not watching us, what, what are the bruises uh, that you get and, and where they are and why people will send pictures of their armpits to you? <laughs> well, we, we, we know Hot Butter Productions, uh, Mr. Steven, we know he knows what they're talking about. Oh, um, God. But uh, yeah, what, what that is, is, uh, you know, when you are foot launching, uh, you know, you, you basically have the, um, you know, the risers and the lines kind of, uh, kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think about how to say this for people who can't see. They're, but, they're um, draped over your forearm. Yes. Thank you. And, uh, and then you just start running and, you know, the wing doesn't come up right away. There is, you know, it, it comes up pretty soon, but you're, you're getting, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of, of uh, pressure up on your, on your, on your muscle here. And, um, you know, you do that, you know, 20 times in a row and you're going to have some bruises and uh, I got pictures of them, but, you know, I didn't put those on the internet. So <laughs> It's it's something that you know that that you don't know that you don't know uh, when you go to your training after your first day of uh, learning how to forward inflate a wing, your forearm and your and your bicep are going to be full of bruises, and um, you know that was the only time that I could say that uh, you know my wife look my wife beats me look at look at all the bruises <laughs> in really weird places. <laughs> I, I know, right? But uh, but but you don't feel them. I mean, it's not like you know the bruises because they hurt. You look at the bruises like where the hell they come from because I, they don't hurt. It's it's weird, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that was hilarious. Uh, thank you, Hot Buttered Productions. You made me laugh. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you made me really lol dude stop it um but anyway he's an, L uh, he's an lol guy yeah right um real quick uh how many uh states have you flown in uh unfortunately only two uh tennessee and georgia um so uh, i like to change that uh for sure um i'm hoping 2022 allows me to uh, kind of branch out uh, would love to go to Florida. Would love to do some beach flying. Uh, you know, to the, the thought that you, you don't have to, you know, if the wind's blowing right at the beach, you don't have to worry about thermals and you could fly, you know, all day if you wanted to is, uh, is a fantastic thing to even think about. So um, we'd love to do that. Like I mentioned before, I'd love to go out West, uh, you know, fly all basically fly all over the place this is uh an amazing beautiful country and uh i love to see it all from the air really I so steve do. um you know you were talking about like flying with no thermals i mean i can get you a day where you can fly with no thermals all day long 
Yeah. Just come on up to northern Wisconsin in January. <laughs> you will have no thermals from because the snow <laughs> doesn't give All you white. thermals. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just bring your heated gloves and some long underwear. You'll be fine. Yeah, well, let me worry about the minus 40 degree thing. Oh. Yeah, well, when you can't feel any part of your body, I guess it doesn't matter how cold it is, huh? <laughs> well, it's, you just dress for it. I mean, let's see, it was Saturday, I think. I went, I went out at noon and I went flying. You know, mm. I mean, it's, oh, it's uh, yeah. you, you, you yeah. just dress for it and you're fine. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of a difference. Yeah, different than uh, than flying down south, you know, at the beach. It, 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 I've yeah. got to do both, and and both awesome experiences. And in the afternoon up there in Wisconsin, it heats up to only minus three below. Correct, but we have the best two days of summer ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's one hundred ten plus, right? Exactly. Oh no, that's Arizona. <laughs> Arizona has 110 plus in the summer. That's one of the things that I really like about flying in the summer is that, yeah, it may be 110 degrees when you take off, but as you climb, the higher you climb, you can get to the point that you're, you're getting frostbite. So, you know, you can really get yourself at a perfect level that just feels like, you know, heaven, that beautiful 72 degree uh, wind blowing in your face at 25 miles an hour. It's just amazing. That's gotta be cool. So that's kind of like when I was in Arizona, you go on day trips or whatever, and you're driving and driving and driving. All of a sudden you get into the high country and you can like put the windows down and the cool air is coming in and the truck. And it's like, yeah, this is great. So that's kind of like when you're, when you're flying and flying and flying, and then you get up there, elevation, and you got all that cool air up there. That's kind of, you know, it's kind of the same, I think. It's the best air conditioner in the world. You go up there yeah. and it's like, man, it's cold. And then you then you forget how hot it is down below. Yeah. You know, and you land and you're like, oh my God, it's so hot. Horrible. Oh my God. Well, well, I found what's what's funny is like if you're not paying full attention, you know, you, you take off in the summertime and you know, it, you know, you're hot, you're because you're carrying all the stuff and you're 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 running into the wind and and uh, then you get airborne. And, you know, without even unless you're being very conscious of the temperature, you don't realize that it's dropping as you get up there. And then, you know, after you're 2000 feet up, you're like, hey, I'm, this feels great now. It's it's a it's a great feeling if you're not, you know, you, it's almost like a, a revelation if you're not paying attention to the temperature as you rise sure and also during the winter time i've noticed when i fly um i can take off where it's just absolutely freezing and you go up a couple of layers and it's like ooh, it warmed up this is great <laughs> oh that's so crazy that's crazy it is when are you gonna fly linda uh, <laughs> i fly every day in my brain okay <laughs> i'm flying around Oh, he's got something to do. I got. I got to do this. I got to do this. I think Eric has something to say about you flying soon. I yeah, I, I, t I, I messaged her just about ten minutes uh -huh, ago, and uh -huh. I said, "You I do know out. that I'm we like, are going to yeah, drag okay. you to the fly-in that's over by your house and take you up for a tandem." Oh, gosh. Okay. So we just got to convince her. She'll have the time of her life. 
Exactly. I agree. Holy smokes. Is it really almost nine o'clock? This was so fun. Talking for almost two hours. That wow. never happened. Where's my chatters? Any questions in the chatters or what's, um, who's yeah, on the chatters? We need to, yeah, we need to wrap this up. I'd even ask uh, Paramotor Steve how long he could stay on the show. And here we are way past the hour mark. Uh, uh, would you like well, to? My, my, parole for... office, my parole officer said I have a, another <laughs> 20 minutes. So <laughs> I love it. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up and uh, we'll wrap this up in the next 10 minutes. Maybe, you know, you know us, we say we're going to wrap it up and, you know, two hours later, uh, any questions in the chat or any questions on the panel for Paramotor Steve before we uh, wrap everything up and uh, um, go to bed because, you know, old grandpas, you know, we got to go to bed and this is way past our, our bedtime, almost nine o'clock. Holy crap. Oh. We're way past our bedtime. Yeah, yeah, I just want to say, uh, I just want to say it was good meeting you, Steve. And I'm hoping that uh, we're going to be down at Bad Apples. We'll be down there early. I'm hoping to uh, meet with you um, and fly with you down there. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love that, and to 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 meet all of y'all, and even y'all watching on the uh, YouTube. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, I ha I haven't met a, a paramotor person who just isn't enjoyable to talk to. So uh, I look forward to chatting with everybody. Sure. Well, you can follow all of us all week long on the shows. Yeah, yeah. Let's, all, let's, let's, run through, this, yeah, let's run through all the paramotor shows. In case you don't know, this is the first time you heard anything about paramotors, which yeah. there are some people like Power J. This is the first time you heard about paramotors. Um, yeah. We have many different paramotor podcasts both both audio and uh through youtube and every monday we have ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast also known as clearproptv.com for the video and paratalk.org if you want to listen to our podcast on tuesday night i'll bring it over to ppg lear real quick and let him tell us about what we do on tuesday nights yeah, so Tuesday nights, we have uh, the Tuesday night hangout. You can find that at ppglear.com. And we're trying to tune that show towards uh, newer paramotor pilots um, to kind of educate them a little bit on uh, new products that are in the sport, schools, uh, anywhere from um, all aspects of getting into the uh paramotoring sport and then on wednesday night uh, my wife jade does a show called girls just want to fly and you can find her at paramotorgirl.com and she keeps all of the females uh in the aviation community together and she has people that jump out of planes to people that go up into space so you can watch her at uh, paramotorgirl.com. And Linda, what is on Thursdays? Thursday is paraglidingtalk.com with your host, Robert Michael. So you can all join in, hang out with us on Thursday nights. It's always a great show. Great so guest. who is Robert Michaels to you? He's my, well, I can't say he's my number one son because I have two sons, but. He's my parasite. Yes. He's my paraglider. He's my San Diego 
Blossom, Tory Pines, <laughs> wherever it may be out there. Yeah, she's my she's my crazy flyer. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Yeah. And Paramotor Steve, uh, um, we have all of your links down below so everyone can see them. But how do we get up with you? How do we find you? And uh, where are all your social media uh, um, sites? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, in the in the description, thank you, uh, by the way, for posting all that. Uh, it's uh, YouTube is Paramotor Steve. Uh, pretty easy to to uh remember no weird spellings for that um and then uh paramotor steve on twitter and uh big surprise paramotor steve on instagram oh, cool. uh, i guess there's there's not a ton of uh steves that do paramotor that want to do a bunch of social media stuff so i got lucky there um but yeah i would love to have all of y'all come along and uh, uh play around with me in the sky uh it's uh it's fun posting stuff and uh, just kind of sharing sharing my story and, you know, and, and sharing the, the great experience that is, is paramotoring. Very cool. Very cool. Steve. We, we've learned, we learned a lot tonight and this was like super fun. And we are, I'm just so happy having, you, you know, on the show tonight. Cause yeah. Cause this is who we are, right? This is who yeah. we are. Exactly. And all Hang the out, people share stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Info, all, the... all that stuff. All the chatting that we have going on. Let me scroll back for just a second and just tons sure. of people that are it. chatting. Aaron I, the PPG guy. We got the hey. Hot Murdered Productions, Bill H, Mad Sloper. Um, and they're just talking a lot. I guess I, I missed some. Um, Mad Sloper said, on my laptop. Mad Sloper said, same thing with PG. Uh, no wing forward launches, bruises galore. Yep. Okay. Uh, Deweese Milstead. Uh, Hi, Deweese. Hi, Deweese. Man, I'm just scrolling through here. There's just That's so cool. much yep. And uh, Bill H. John. Oh, I love it. Um, we definitely appreciate all you guys uh, yapping yeah. with us and talking yeah. to us and Absolutely. talking paramotor. And hey, wait a minute. PPG Lear. <laughs> Eric even said something. Hey, how about that? It's amazing. Um, but yeah, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We definitely appreciate yeah. it. Make sure uh, you run over and check out the that uh, ppgzone.com. It's really nice to be able to have a place that uh, you can find other pilots around you. Um, anyway, uh, Paramotor Steve, any uh, last words of wisdom before we head on out tonight? Well, just uh, fly safe and have fun and uh you know, remember as much as you can, you know, one of the, one of the things for me is, you know, when I'm in the air, you know, I, I can't take it all in, you know, I, I really can't when I'm on the ground. It's like, I, I can't, that feeling when I'm in the air it, it escapes me. And so when I am in the air, I just, I try and take in as much as I can. That's um, cool. it, it's, it's a, it's an amazing privilege to do what we do. And, um, you know, I do not take that for granted in in the in the least little bit so um but thank you for having me on y'all have oh, all been so great welcome. and uh yeah and we'll be uh we'll be watching next week oh please anytime you want to come hang out with us on mondays Steve, seriously Just all of our know. guests Look are always welcome yeah, the guest chat jump on with us yeah we all our time. we can hang out yeah we'll do we'll do yeah 
Yeah, please. So all our guests are welcome yeah. to come back and be on the panel. That's why we have a panel because uh, they have that's been right. past guests and just are are full of knowledge, and that's what we love about that. We share the love of the sport. Share. Right. Well, you guys right here don't go anywhere. We're going to be cutting streams, but we're going to chat for a couple minutes yeah. um, and say goodbye to each other. Um, but uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow over at ppglear.com. And uh, we appreciate you being here. And thank you so much, Paramotor yeah. Steve. We appreciate you. And, yeah, uh, thank you. Can't wait to go flying with you in uh, one of these different uh, bad apples for sure, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, that is my ultimate plan. Uh, bad apples for me too, for sure. No matter what else, I will be at uh, bad apples. You too. Um, Eric, yep, you we too. Bad apples, Linda. Uh. <laughs> All right, okay, <laughs> okay, good. Deal. I might just surprise y'all. Like, oh, there she is. I hope so. All right, guys, thank you so much and have a great evening. Peace Thanks, out. Everybody. You guys don't go nowhere, but yeah, all of you, we're, we're saying goodbye. Love you, chatters. Bye bye, guys. Peace out.